Hello, Scary Dolls. Hello. Hello. I'm Mandy. I'm Ashley. And I'm Carol. And we are Scary Not Scary Podcast. Let's go. Okay. What's up, guys? Hello. It's been a week. Uh-huh. It's been a week. It's been a week. It's been a week. And I'm ready to tell a ghost story. <gasps> we are back and stronger than ever. Is it a scary ghost story? It is a scary ghost story. Okay. It's one I was supposed to tell. Last an episode ago. Oh, that's right. You were yeah. supposed to say that one. Oh, God. Okay, hold on. Let me put my phone down. Wait, okay. let me let's remember. Get, hold on. It's let's get started. I'm on. Wait, let me remember. <sighs> I'm still so full right now. What Dude, happened? same. Okay. So, I was going to go change Jason's diaper, right? And as I was... Jason kept walking to the living room, like walking, not the living room. He was walking from the living room into the hallway and he kept going over there. And I was like, Jason, come here. So when he came to me, you know, I needed to change his diaper. So I took him to my room and in the corner of my eye, I saw somebody, what I thought was Tim, walk into the front room. And I looked and I was like, whatever. So I kept, you know, I was like, Tim's probably getting something from the front room. And then in the corner of my eye, I saw... What I thought was Tim walk over to like where we put our hanger jackets mm-hmm. and lean against the wall watching. And I stopped because I had like, I felt like Will from Stranger Things. I had like the goosebumps in the back of my neck and a familiar feeling. Like a, it's it felt like whatever, whoever it was was familiar to me. Mm-hmm. And when I turned around, there was nobody there. And then I saw Tim walking from the living room down the hallway to the bedroom. So I was like, that wasn't Tim. So I don't know if y'all remember, I've told this story before. When I was younger, when I lived here with my parents, the very first time I ever saw something was in my parents' room, which is my bedroom now. And whatever I saw that day when I was changing Jason's diaper is the same thing I saw my very first time. Because I was in the, my parents' room watching a movie, and I saw somebody walk to the front room. I thought it was my dad checking the front door because him, my mom, and my sister, Sophia and, and Tristan, weren't born. They were in the living room watching a movie, and I was in my parents' room watching a different movie because I didn't want to watch what they were watching. So I thought my dad, I thought I saw my dad walk to the front room to make sure the front door was locked, and then walk back, and then he slowly walked backward and then walk towards the bedroom. Mind you, the the lights were all off in the bedroom, so it was dark. And then he leaned against the wall, and I'm like, Dad, Dad. And I sat up, and I got, like, I kind of crawled on their bed, and I, like, got closer, and, like, there was no face. It was just a dark, shadowy figure, like, of a man, like, leaning against the wall, and got closer to, like, the bedroom door, and then I freaked out, and I screamed. And when I screamed... Um, I heard my dad yelling for my sister because my sister kept running to the hallway. And so then I was like, oh, shit, it's not my dad because that's, you know, obviously like I heard my dad in the living room. So anyways, whatever I saw that night was the same thing I saw when I was changing uh, Jason's diaper because I had that same feeling. Dude. Like it was a familiar feeling. I don't know how to explain it. Do you think like these ghosts are just like, damn, like. She's all grown up with a baby. Like, I don't know. <laughs> oh, like, God, sentimental. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, oh, look, look at her, her now. Look look at bitch, her now. leave my kids alone. Changing a diaper. You know what I mean? I don't know. But it's so weird, right? Because my sister, my youngest sister, she's sensitive. And I think she's more sensitive than me. 
And when they lived here, she said that she would see like just random like spirits passing through. Like she said that she saw somebody with the backpack walking down the hallway. She saw somebody like pacing back and forth in the living room, like reading a book. Um, somebody else just like walked from one side of the living room to the outside in the backyard. Um, like we would be driving, like we would go somewhere and then she would see somebody like in the front yard, just like standing there. So, um, we had, I think my mom had talked to somebody and she's like, you know, it's like our house, a portal, like what the hell's going on? Cause my oldest daughter saw some, you know, would see stuff. And then now my youngest daughter's seeing stuff, but, um, the lady explained and said that it could be like, it's like when you're sensitive, it's almost like you have like a flashlight. You know? It's like Ghost Whisper. Yeah. It reminds mm-hmm. me of Ghost Whisper. I guess, yeah. I always thought maybe it was the land. But we're the second, well, my parents are the second owners of the house. So, I mean, I don't know. It could be the land. Yeah, but probably. Maybe. But yeah, and then the other one is I had sleep paralysis and my sleep paralysis was of the old hag again. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Ugh. It was pretty bad. Oh my God. Not too bad, but yeah. I was uh, in the bedroom and I couldn't move. I've been sleeping on my side, but I fell asleep on my back. And normally mm. when I fall asleep on my back is when I have sleep paralysis. Um, and I felt myself go into that state and I'm trying to open my eyes, but like I thought my eyes were open cause I can kind of see like the shadows inside the room. And then I just see, oh, I don't know how to explain it. It's like she formed like out of our bed and it was like crouched at the end of her bed and just staring at me. And I felt my like I was I felt myself moving my fingers like all crazy. And I'm trying to move and I'm like trying to scream. So like when I'm screaming, I'm like like, like nothing's like and I'm trying oh really hard. And when I started when I was trying to scream, um, she started like like going close crawling, like oh. crawling towards me. Yeah, like slowly. <laughs> Ew. when I think about it, it freaks me <laughs> out. It reminded me of The Grudge. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> that freaking movie. <laughs> and then when she finally got like to my chest, I finally yelled, no! And I heard myself out loud scream no, and then Tim's like, babe, 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 like, wake <laughs> me up. <laughs> Poor so Tim. he woke me up. I guess like he woke me up and then I turned over and fell asleep. I was like, I didn't want to talk about it. Like, I just kind of, I when I finally, like, snapped out of it and I woke up, I just, like, he was like, are you okay? And I just rolled over on my side really? and I fell asleep. No. <laughs> sad, so then the right? next morning, I told him what happened. And he was like, yeah, you were, like, screaming in your sleep. You are screaming no. He was like, I knew you were having a bad dream. But, oh, uh, shit. I was sleep paralysis. What did he say? Oh, he was like, you were there all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can you imagine oh, you wake oh up God. and you're all twitching <laughs> I mean, oh I'm going God. to the living room, you weirdo. I haven't had sleep paralysis in a long time. I think the last time I had sleep paralysis. Didn't I get sleep paralysis the same day you did? But I don't remember what it was. I just remember I was stuck and I couldn't move. Really? Yeah. But I don't remember what mine was. I think was. so, yeah. Because I had told you. But I just, I don't remember. The last time I had sleep paralysis, it was, um, I knew I was, like, I knew I was having sleep paralysis because I had that feeling. But... Tim, again, me and Tim fell asleep on the floor in the kid's bedroom, and he was like, babe, are you okay? Bitch, you're all twitching on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) I'm all, like, crawling up the walls. Bitch, you're all doing a backbend. 
<laughs> in your sleep. I know. I oh my would. god. Oh my god. I would kick you in the stomach. Wake <laughs> <laughs> your ass up. I'd kick oh you god. in the stomach. Well, there was one time I was asleep and I woke up and Sabrina's like nose to nose to me. She's all Mama. Mama. Ew. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, that's me, not good. Also, what? <laughs> Slap the shit out so, of my kid. I go to mama's bed. I'm like, get in the damn bed. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it when she does that. No. Like, we you have creepy ass kids. I do. And mm-hmm. then Jason's all, dada. <laughs> so, Sophie's starting to uh, talk in her sleep like Nick. Uh-oh. And so. They're I, all I, having conversations. It sounds weird over the baby monitor. Like, I woke up one time. It was like, it was kind of late. It was like maybe 2.30, right? And so I woke up and I went to the bathroom. I came back and she's tossing and turning. I could see her. Uh-huh. And then she does what Nick does. She like moans in her sleep and she's all, nah. like, she goes like that. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, Wait, he, he moans Nick in his sleep. He moans uh-huh. in his sleep. You know, Sabrina, Sabrina and Tim does too, but it's more like a, like in their throat, it's weird. It's so weird. Like it's, no, I need to report them when they do it. No, like Nick full on like will moan or he'll or he'll be laying there and he's all mm, no, he'll go like that and I'm like what the fuck? Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Can you imagine Nick all mm, daddy? No. Whenever we plan our trip, oh my god, you're gonna hear Nick moaning in the Ashley, what were you doing yesterday? Y'all were moaning a lot. You're a bitch. He was asleep. No, he was falling asleep. He was asleep. No, that's Nick going into his REM sleep. Gosh. No. Or he'll like kind of mumble, but you can hear stuff. Like this morning, he was like, "Mm, yeah. I'll go like that. And I'm like, what the fuck? You're having conversations with somebody. Sophia's starting to do the same thing. You're in a house full of moaners. It sounds like freaking scary (laughs) over the baby monitor. And like one time I told Nick, I was all, babe. Can you go check on her? He's like, what? She's asleep. I was like, I don't know. That sounded weird. Like, go check. She's a demon or something. I don't know. <laughs> she's a demon. So, so she's making some weird noises. It's so weird. And then, like, she tosses and turns like him. So she's asleep this way. And then she'll wake up, like, this way. Or her legs are rolled out. And she's, like, moaning and stuff. And I'm just like, oh, my God. I was like, I'm not going to be able to sleep for a while. Because <laughs> it sounds creepy. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It freaks me out when Sabrina wakes up in the middle of the night. And she's like, I. Mama, I'm like, I am your mama. No, I want my mama. And then she finally wakes up. Hi, mama. I'm like, oh, thank God. Oh, God. You're giving me a heart attack. Demon <laughs> kids. No. <laughs> yeah, Voodoo doesn't do all that. He's a good baby. <laughs> Peeing just, all over your stuff. Uh, he pees all over your stuff. Sometimes. He gets whenever he gets mad at me. Uh-huh. Like, and my Crocs were peed on. But good thing that they're Crocs and I could literally just wash them. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm so scared to put my leather boots up where I have all my shoes because I'm scared he's going to pee on them. Mm. So those I keep them <laughs> hidden just in case. Um, anyway. Anywho. Anywho. That was our <laughs> intro. <laughs> that was our rant sesh. <laughs> we'll have a couple of more coming. Yes. So this week we are talking about Vampires. Vampires. I want to suck your blood. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I love vampires. 
Me too. Dude, they really are cool. <laughs> they like, really are. They are cool. I like. You know how yeah. I fucking hate zombies, and not because I'm scared, but just because they're annoying to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when we did the topic zombies, you were mad. <laughs> yeah, I fucking hate zombies. I think they're fucking boring. Anyway, <laughs> I love vampires. This is totally opposite. What's your favorite vampire movie? Um, the little vampire. I'm just oh kidding. my god. <laughs> I love Interview with the Vampire. That's like my all-time favorite. Yeah. Or uh, what is what is the other Blade? No, well, yeah, Blade. No, um, Lost Boys. Is it Lost Boys? Oh, yeah. Oh, Lost, Lost Boys. Lost good Boys. That's a good one. I love Lost Boys. Oh, last, time I was getting la, 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 la. last time I was getting tattooed, um, my tattoo guy was playing that movie. Was he? Mm-hmm. Oh, He's I cool. like Lost Boys. What else is there? And then Dracula. Dracula. Like the original. Yeah. The Abraham Lincoln one. I'm just oh, kidding. That's a, that's a good yeah. one. When he's a vampire. Oh, yeah. I've never seen that one. It's Hotel really good. Transylvania it 3. Sense. It makes sense. It makes sense. I believe he was a vampire hunter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hotel Transylvania. You like that one? Yes. I love him. I've only seen parts of, of the first the one. The kids love that movie. I like the one with the cruise ship. Is that the third one? Mm-hmm. I don't know. but The newest one, right? Yes. Yeah. I love that one. So cute. 10 out of 10 would watch again. (laughs) Okay, so a little bit of history about vampires. Um, Vampires are evil mythical beings who roam the world at night searching for people whose blood they feed upon. Most people associate vampires, of course, with Count Dracula, the legendary blood-sucking subject of Bram Stoker's epic novel. But the history of vampires begins even long before the Dracula Dracula novel in 1897. So basically, vampires, some characteristics of vampires are um, they drink blood. They typically drain their victims' blood by using their sharp fangs, killing them, and then turning them into vampires as well. In general, vampires will hunt at night since the sunlight weakens their powers. Some actually may have the ability to morph into the most common one we've seen is a bat. there is one where they can morph into a wolf. Vampires are said to have super strength, often have hypnotic sensual effects on their victims, and they cannot see their image in a mirror and cast no shadow. So the vampire that goes way beyond Dracula is actually Vlad, Vlad Dracula. Um, Vlad Dracula was born in Transylvania, Romania. He ruled Romania off and on from 1456 to 1462. Some historians describe him as a brutal, cruel ruler who violently fought off the Ottoman Empire. He earned his nickname because his favorite way to kill his enemies was to impale them with the wooden stake. I love so, that. <laughs> so according to the legend, um, Vlad enjoyed dining amidst his dying victims and dipping his bread in their blood. Ew. That's gross. Anyhow. Um, <laughs> Ew, that's gross. Ew. It's like gravy. Let me just dip and drink it. Yum. I love blood. <laughs> um, okay. And just like Vlad, um, Count Dracula was also from Transylvania, <clears throat> where he also did to uh, suck, his, suck his victim's blood and then could be killed by driving a stake through his heart. Um, but according to Dracula expert Elizabeth Miller, uh, the guy who wrote Dracula, Stoker, didn't base Count Dracula off of Vlad Dracula. But there are some similarities similarities between the two. So a lot of people, um, as the years went on, were talking about 
how really did vampires come to be? Are they actually real vampires? Are they not? So vampire superstition thrived in the Middle Ages, especially during, um, you know, like the plague and all that kind of stuff. So apparently there was some signs that doctors would do to see if there was any kind of what they called vampirism, which is like um, if you suffer from some sort of like unfamiliar physical or emotional illness, they then you would be labeled a vampire back then. So um, many researchers have pointed to a disease called porphyria. It is a blood disorder that can cause severe blisters on the skin when you're exposed to sunlight. As a disease, they say that this, if you had this disease, you were like linked to vampire legend. So there was people mm. back then that were like allergic, I guess, like to the sun. And so therefore they couldn't go out in the sunlight and they would only come out at night. So that's oh, where it's, so they were vampires. vampires. Yeah, that's kind of like where it started to like come from. And then the another funny thing or crazy thing is why they were also labor vamp labeled vampires was because some symptoms of this poor I can't say it P O R P H Y R I A porphyria. Let me see it. It's right at the top. <clears throat> right, <clears throat> Por porphyria, Phyria? Uh, you, I can't even euphoria. find it. Euphoria. Wait, where? <laughs> At the top. No, it's porphyria. 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 Okay. So some porphyria. symptoms of porphyria can actually be relieved by ingesting blood. So that's why they also got their name a vampire. Um, other diseases that were blamed for promoting the vampire myth were rabies and goat tear i don't necessarily know what goat tear is me neither but yeah but when someone who was suspected of a vampire died their bodies were often uh searched for signs of vampirism in some cases um a stake was throw was thrust through their corpse's heart to make sure they stayed dead while they were doing like their examination um they would also burn the corpses of suspected vampires well into the 19th century so they would burn them when they were suspected of being a vampire. So are there real vampires? Modern science today has actually silenced the vampire fear from the past. But there are people nowadays who call themselves vampires and these people do exist. So they are normal seeming people who like to drink small amounts of blood um, in an effort to stay healthy. Because there's some communities who think that if you drink the blood of others, it like helps cleanse you in some way and like keep you healthy um there are communities of self-identified vampires and you can find them on the internet in cities and towns i think i tried to search and i think there is one in texas i just don't know specifically where it right is here, or baby. it's like on the outskirts I'm just kidding. of texas but there is one close by like the people even get fangs by? yeah yeah like you can get your teeth shaven too mm -hmm. and some some dentists nowadays are like not doing it because you they you obviously can ruin your teeth mm -hmm. but there are some dentists that still will do it for you but it's considered like a cosmetic thing procedure yeah yeah um, we're all into cosmetics here <laughs> <laughs> so it says um to avoid rekindling vampire superstitions most modern vampires like to keep to themselves and conduct their feeding rituals in private um, there are some websites that you can go on where you can, you know, be like a willing donor to like a vampire. So they're, you know, like a 
what do they call them on True Blood? They were, you remember the show True Blood? Mm-hmm. Where you would be willing like to feed, let them feed off of you. Forgot oh, what it was called. Like their pet, right? Yeah, something like that, yeah. So um, anyways, but yeah, some, vamp- uh, some vampires don't ingest human blood, but claim to feed off the energy of others. So that has become, starting to become very popular. So they're not actually drinking your blood, but they like your energy. And so they say they feed off of your energy. Um, and they say that people that consume the blood, like actual real vampires that consume blood, if they don't feed regularly, they can begin to become agitated or depressed. So they're trying to figure out if it's because they're consuming like human blood that's not like normal to do that. Yeah. Or if it's like just something psychological in their mind that's make kind of like, um, you know, like a drug addict kind of when they go when they need it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When they need it. Um, so vampires became very mainstream after Dracula was published and then set forth all the movies, the films, the books, television shows. And it's mostly sort of like a fascination that people have with all things horror, vampires, real or imagined, are likely to continue to inhabit the earth for years to come. So they're saying um, that there's always going to be vampires or people that assume to be vampires. Mm-hmm. Um and one um, one characteristic that I found about like vampires sleeping in the coffins was because um, if when they were doing these inspections about vampirism, if you didn't put a stake through their heart, it was said that they would rise from their grave um, at night, but they would go back into it. So that's where the coffins came about. And that's why mm. some corpses from back then, if you un- un- undug them, undug them, dig them, dig them up, um, would have like holes like through their hearts. And then if you did, you were considered a vampire, but that's where the coffin came from because they would rise from their coffin if you didn't stake them in the heart. I just couldn't find if they would stake them before they put him inside there or if they would put him inside there and then, oh, we should examine him, then open the coffin and then stake him right then I, and there. I think I, I think read before. Yeah. It well, was I, before. I also read too somewhere that in like England too, like that was really big, like the grave diggers. Yeah. If like a family member died and like, the, like I think, I forgot what it was, like family member died and then they were finding like dead animals and then like somebody died in the village. So then that's when like the vampire hunters like came about, came, came about and they would like go and dig up graves and then like stake, stake the dead people. Like if they didn't show any signs of decay pretty much. Like, if they're fresh bodies, then they would stake Stake them. Stake them in the heart. Mm -hmm. Um, That's crazy, right? I love coffins. (laughs) I have a a weird obsession with coffin-shaped items. Just letting y'all know. In case y'all want to buy me something. (laughs) Um, Okay, and then also said back then, according to legend, ways that you can become a vampire. There are a variety of ways. Um, Yeah, so other methods include sorcery, committing suicide, Contagion and the one that I thought was kind of crazy was having a cat jump over a person's corpse. So if Voodoo jumps over somebody, <laughs> Voodoo jumps he's over becoming a vampire. You're a vampire. <laughs> he jumps over me all the time at night. He's especially. trying to turn you into a vampire. I know. Um, another crazy theory was some people believe that babies that were born with teeth or on Christmas or between Christmas and um, Epiph- Epiphany? Epiph- 
I'm guessing New Year's, between mm-hmm. Christmas and New Year's, were um, predisposed to becoming vampires. While vampires usually do not die of disease or other normal human um, afflictions, mm-hmm. um, they are indeed said to have faster than normal healing capabilities. They are various me- There are various methods of destroying them, the most popular being the wooden stake through the heart. You can burn them to death, decapitation, and of course, exposure to sunlight. Um, vampires are often depicted as being repelled by garlic, running water, or Christian implements like crosses and things like that. Uh, holy waters, also some of them. Um, in some stories, vampires may enter a home only if they've been invited, which is what they would do in True Blood. Um, and in others, they may be distracted by the scattering of objects such as seeds or grains, and they are compelled to count, thereby enabling potential victims to escape. So basically, they're like one, two three letting them escape mm-hmm. and then yeah but yeah those are vampires and they date back at, all the way back to ancient greece wow yeah that's i love vampires me too they're I so sexy bitch what brad pitt is a vampire <laughs> a mother's so sexy. We were, like literally you know what i just remember we were talking about vampire movies but we didn't talk about the main one which is twilight oh oh those aren't really vampires, though, right? I like count. the books. The book, yeah, the books. I'll still Bella, watch the movies. Jacob, Jacob, <laughs> Bella. I'm uh-huh. not gonna lie. I watched that movie with her where she plays Princess Diana. Was it was it not good? good. It, no, Any movie that good. she is in sucks. I'm sorry if y'all are a fan of her, but I don't like her. I I don't know. My mom said like that her. she kind of did like a really good job, like with her voice. Like that, she got her voice pretty spot mm-hmm. on, but I was like, I don't, I don't know. I didn't live in that time. I mean, so. after she cheated on Robert Pattinson, I don't think anybody likes her. No. Hell no. Uh-uh. Like, how like all the that? movies that she's in, flop. What's her name? Kristen something. Kristen Stewart. Stewart. Yeah. Stewart. That hoe. I think she's pretty, but no, she's not pretty. Sometimes she looks like Sometimes a mouse. She's Sometimes she is pretty though. No. Sometimes I think it's because she's. I just don't like her. Okay, we, <laughs> let's not talk She's about like, her. We can stop now. We can stop talking about I'm, her. I mean, <laughs> I'm kidding. not like a fan, but <laughs> I still think they should have made Nikki Reed Bella or mm. Ashley Green. Ashley, Ashley Green, Green would have been a Ashley good Green. one. Yes. Uh, She's hot. So, so this is how Kristen Stewart became Bella. Education life hack. I mean, life hack. <laughs> so Ashley Green, if you don't know who she is, she played Alice. She originally auditioned for Bella. But because Kristen Stewart was really good friends with the director that directed Twilight, I think she also directed 13, which mm-hmm. she was in with, uh, what's the other girl's name? The one that played, uh, I just Nikki said Nikki Reed. Nikki Reed. Her yeah. and Nikki Reed were in 13 together. And that was the same director that directed Twilight. So she practically like handed it to her. So. Didn't she bang a director? Ashley, yeah. She did. The, Snow White director. The guy who directed Snow White. <sighs> yeah. And his wife is hot. She's hot. I can't believe. I don't know. I, I don't want to talk. That I don't want to like get um, Why? She broke his heart. Ugh. That bitch. Exactly. All mad. That bitch. That bitch. You How know dare and now you? He's Batman. And what? Yeah. Now he's Batman. And what are you? A flop. <laughs> <laughs> okay, A flop. sorry. Anyway. <laughs> Back to vampires. Back to vampires. <laughs> Anywho. Okay. So, I want to talk about the vampires of New Orleans. New Orleans. 
And yeah. there's a big vampire association in New Orleans. They're actually mm-hmm. called Nova. Not Nova Aesthetics. <laughs> I was about to say, I was like, holy shit. What does Nova stand for, Mandy? Let, the, let us know. <laughs> what does it stand so for? So it's it stands for New Orleans Vampire Association. New Orleans Vampire Association. Or Nova. Nola. Get it. Mm-hmm. Ah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So basically, it's a nonprofit organization run by self-identified vampires in the greater New Orleans area. So like you said, you kind of went over a little bit of it. So it's anybody that identifies themselves as as vampires. So like somebody who feels that they need to drink blood because they have like a medical condition. Um, Somebody who feels that they can like suck the energy out of others, a.k.a. empath. (laughs) (laughs) Or no, that's the opposite, right? No, yeah. Empath. I'm a vampire. (gasps) Vampire. Vampire. I'm a vampire. I knew it. I'm gonna suck your energy. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so basically anybody who identifies himself as a vampire, any which way you can think of. So New Orleans Vampire Association um, is a self-identified vampires that represent an association of houses in the greater New Orleans area. And it was actually founded in 2005. Its effective date was February 14, 2011, when they became a nonprofit company. The council, the council, the council, um, was a governing body and is actually working on bylaws and operating, uh, what is it called? Procedures that will pretty soon go into file. It's like file 501c status in the Internal Revenue Service. So like they're making it like legit, like a legit association. Yeah. They have houses and each house is like a founder of the organization, which is crazy. And they have like pretty crazy names. They have like their own website and everything. So um, some of their houses, their names are House of Mystic Echoes is home to promote model that says live life to the fullest teach those around us work towards harmony in all of your endeavors this house is is inclusive of the sum total of diversity while fostering an overall sense of community czar which is the founder of the house his name is balthazar aka czar czar He's the founder, he's one of the founders of the house, and he's also made himself a spokesman for both Nova and vampire vampirism in general, which is basically, like, the emphasis of, like, feeding. Really? Yes. Another house is called Estostric Gateway Order, (laughs) a.k.a. the EGO. EGO. Yes. So the the EGO was founded by Jezebel De Luna in the 1990s in the New Orleans area. EGO is an invitation only house whose potential members are selected and evaluated for years time before an invitation may be even extended to anybody. Hmm. So you basically have to like go under like series of like interviews and stuff. Yeah. I guess you see how committed you are of vampirism. Oh. Um, new members oh. are upon acceptance given full house status and responsibilities, which include helping with the vampire ball, charity and wine tastings, helping the founder with the Nova charities, etc. The EGO is about helping women put a strong foot forward in and out of the vampire community. Guys, this is legit. 
Yeah, Holy it damn. sounds legit. Another house is called House of Rock. Rakosi. I'm probably pronouncing these wrong. Please don't come for me. <laughs> so this is headed by... Oh my god, I can't pronounce this. These are like legit vampire names, okay? Mephis... I can't say that. Mephis... Mephistilis? Mephis... I don't even know where you're reading that. Yeah. <laughs> Meph- oh, Mephistopheles? Mephistopheles? That sounds right. Mephistopheles. Sure. So Let's it's headed it by Mephistopheles. I can read. This house harkens back the descendants enjoyed by the privileged few in other times while taking advantage of all the modern life has to offer. So basically, Meph's advice is sought by many in the community, established as well as new to the community. House rec- I can't say this. Rakoski. Rakoski. Oh my god. House Rakoski teaches a path made up of three roads. Occultism, religious, faith, and survival. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> so, House of Muses. Headed by Lorelai Gilmore. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Her name is Lorelai or him. Okay, I don't know. Um, headed by Lorelai, this house of many talents is compromised of artists, musicians from all walks of life. It embraces and supports the creativity that springs from the trials of life transformed into beauty and power. Mm. I like that. Nice. And oh my God, there's more. I thought that was it. House of Etherum. So House of Etherum is headed by Isildur. Oh. It's an official chapter house of Lost Haven founded in 2012. It came into being as a formal manifestation of the family bonds forged and found amongst its memberships and as vehicle through which would realize the goals promoting the purpose to set forth by House of Lost Haven, furthering individual growth and development and providing a support structure for those within the family. It kind of sounds like, um, what do you call those? Like when people have nowhere to go, not like an orphanage. Um, like a safe house? Like a safe house or like... A rehab, you know, like oh. somebody like like trying to find themselves again to yeah. recover and heal. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> or like if somebody like identifies themselves as like a vampire and like they get kicked out of their family and they have like nowhere else to go, then they like get Except accepted them. into that house, mm-hmm. right? That's so that's crazy. House of the Dreaming. Oh, it says more contents coming soon, so we don't know what that what that house associates of with. Maybe they're the vampires that can go into our dreams. And these and are all in New Orleans. Us. These are all in New Orleans, but they do like fundraisers, charities, events. When Hurricane Katrina happened, oh, like they raised a bunch of money for like their communities. So like they're active in their community. They love their like they're legit. They have their own Facebook. So I looked it up real quick. I looked it up and um, Houston has a huge vampire court in Houston. I don't like Houston. Yeah, it's in Houston. 
And but it's kind of the same thing as you just said, because one of their quotes from the king of the Houston Vampire Court says, no matter how weird or how spooky you think your passions or ideas are, you have a place where you're not judged for it. Caro, we're going to go to Houston. <laughs> I'm only going to go to Houston for that. Nothing mm-hmm. else. Because apparently Texas is like a huge state that like boasts about vibrant vampire communities and that are known as courts. I didn't even know that. Here in Texas. Yeah, so like New Orleans, they're considered like a clan. A clan? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They call themselves Isn't a clan. that crazy? Like one state and city, they're clans. The other ones, they're courts and like... I don't know. Whenever I think of vampires, I think of like fancy, like... Black ball gowns yeah, and like sexy dancing and, and that's neck what maybe biting. That should be my wedding theme. <gasps> no, just kidding. <laughs> and we can wear corsets. So oh. your bridesmaids, we can wear corsets and our boobs will look amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm, mine will pop out. Let's not do that. Let me get mine chopped have off a first. Brain of their own. Like me, I was all at the at the ball. I was all yes. my titties all up here on my neck. <laughs> Good times. So <laughs> let me tell you a story. Um, Tell me a story. So this is called the Casket Girls of New Orleans. So basically, there were these ladies that came to New Orleans um, when the governor. So the governor of Louisiana at the time, Jean Jean Baptiste Le Monnier de Beneville, that's what it's sexy. Made a request that the government back in France send marriageable women to help increase the population of the fledging colony. So the request was not without precedent. In the late 17th century, King Louis XIV sponsored a program called Phyllis du Roy, or the King's Daughters, which put around 800 young women into ships bound for French settlements in Canada. So there's this painting called The Arrival of the Brides. The women are seen in like desmay marking, carrying small wooden suitcases called mm. the casket or casket, which contained everything they needed from their homes, right? It's so like all their belongings. So these boxes were so small that they would be legal as modern airline carry-ons. Like that's how small they were. So these ladies ended up um, helping run. So basically what they did is they were helping um, these nuns run like an orphanage and they requested like the far, I think it was the far north side building on the third floor to stay. What happened? Why'd y'all make those noises? I mean, why'd y'all look at me like that? How? Like what? I don't know. Y'all both, I don't know. Did y'all hear something? No, I heard, I heard a, like a dog squeak. Yeah, like a squeaky noise. Just willow. It's probably Willow. Yeah. So, basically, they were helping these nuns uh, run an orphanage, and they request requested to be like on like the north side of the building on the third floor. Um, they kind of like closed themselves off, and throughout this time, I believe. If I remember correctly, I'm trying to I'm trying to make sure I give you all the right information. Something was happening in the community. There was like animals that were found dead. The crops were yeah, the crops were dying. 
Um, so they believe that these women carried evil in their caskets and like set the evil loose. Mm. Set the evil loose. Mm-hmm. So there's legends that say the casket girls found a home on the third floor attic. Uh, their coffin-like wooden boxes containing their possessions actually contained evil, which they let loose in the community. And a lot of the neighbors, yeah, here we go. A lot of the neighbors fell ill, crops failed, cats and dogs um, were like dying. Whispers began that vampire, the vampire pale casket girls had brought an evil in the old country and eventually the nuns, eventually the nuns threw them out and closed off the third floor attic forever, right? Years later, a guy repairing the leaky roof found the empty caskets and it all began to make sense. 18th centuries, and like at the 18th century sort of way. So the cast, so they were saying the casket girls had smuggled in vampires from Eastern Europe. Vampires who are now who are now leaving blood drain corpses all over the greater New Orleans metro area. Many believed the flying vampires wanted to wanted to return to their caskets on the convent's third floor, which is why the windows were permanently sealed with 800 screws made of silver that had been blessed in Rome by the Pope himself. And it turns out that the windows were sealed not to keep the virtue in, but to keep the evil out. Allegedly, Pope John II even re-blessed the anti-vampire screws during his visit in 1987. And to this day, if you look up to the third floor, you can see that the windows are still shuttered. Mm. Holy shit. Yes. That's cool. But it's all for precaution, they said. It's all for precaution. And actually... There's a story in the 1970s that a couple of ghost hunters ditched a tour of the Covenant and hid out in the country yard with the intention of spending the night monitoring the sealed third floor windows for the like the vampires. And their corpses were found drained of blood the next morning. Like their bodies were discovered the next morning drained of blood. So a lot of people still believe that there are vampires haunting the estates of New Orleans. Duh. Wow. I believe it. Yes. Like if someone was like, yo, don't go near that rock because it's like an ancient whatever, whatever, whatever. I'd be like, you know what? I ain't going either. I, I believe you. Mm-hmm. I believe you. So, you don't got to tell me twice. Mm-hmm. You do not got to tell me twice. There's actually a girl that wrote uh, that wrote an article and she said that her great, 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 great <laughs> grandmother what the fuck? Was one of the casket girls. How the fuck she do you did? go back that, that far? She did the ancestry. <gasps> nice. And she ascended from 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 Europe. Holy she traveled. Shit. She traveled to New Orleans as a casket girl. She was one of the casket girls that got, that got kicked Guys, out. I the, say we all do one of those. Like we should mm-hmm. test. Yeah. We should. So they she go found out. Thanksgiving. She okay. found out that she's a descendant. From the casket girls. Mm-hmm. Isn't that cool? Like, wouldn't that be so cool to find that out? Like, you're a descendant from somebody that brought vampires into the U.S.? Yeah, that's fucking hot. That's sexy. Cool. That is sexy. Sexy. I bet you all of ours goes to Mexico, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you're Pancho Villa's cousin. And, like, I yeah, don't know. she's like, possibly my grand, my granny Tabit was a, a vampire smuggler. Vampire smuggler. That's hot. 
Wouldn't that be so cool? But yeah, there's a lot of people that do like 3 a.m. challenges at that Covenant area. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked about him before. 3 a.m. challenges? Our man. Mm-hmm. What's his name? YouTube. He does the ghost hunting. Oh, uh, Omar, Omar. Gosh. Omar Gosh. Omar Gosh. He goes. Ghost. Omar no, Gosh. He goes to uh, New Orleans. He does a 3 a.m. challenge. Um, I believe at that Covenant area where they have the third floor sealed, and then there's a, an abandoned school in New Orleans, somewhere in the same area <laughs> where um, supposedly, like allegedly, vampires like hunt the school, and like it's their breeding ground. Yeah. You should have gone. It's just creepy, like, in general. And I love it. There's so much history in New Orleans. I love it. You can feel it as soon as you get there. Yeah. As soon as you get there. There's an underground city in New Orleans. Yeah. That is so cool. Yeah. It's crazy. Why can't we have that here? Because it's full of ratchets. (laughs) I mean, Texas is cool, but we're full of cockroaches and hot sun and hot breath over here. (laughs) I bought a cockroach in my tub and I was like, ah! Did y'all know, in case y'all didn't know, my little sister's pregnant. Um, hi, Priscilla. Hi, Priscilla. Anyway. Congratulations. Yay. <laughs> and she called me at 11 o'clock one night and was like, what are you doing? And I was just like, at home. And she was like, um, can you can you come kill this lizard? There was a little lizard inside her house. And it was one of the pink see-through ones. And she was like so grossed out. When? She's like, um, Like this week? Last week. I had one this week. In my in my toilet, in your toilet, like it was by my toilet, uh huh. And it was one of those little baby yeah, pink ones. And, and then like, they're see through. Yeah, and she's like, I'm so grossed out. I don't want to wake up Daniel because he goes because her husband he's in the Air Force, but he wakes up early, mm-hmm. like at friggin' four in the morning. And I was like, fine. I'm like, what else? Like, what else do I got going on? <laughs> Nothing. It was Gotta go help my thing. pregnant little sister out. But I, I didn't kill it. I just grabbed two plates and I put it in the plates and, and I took it outside. Yeah. Well, he crawled away and I don't know where he's at. Oh, well, he's probably in Sophie's bed. Probably. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Imagine. Yeah. Oh, my God. What? They made the Covenant into a museum. It's a museum now. Let's go to a museum. It's in New Orleans. Uh, New Orleans. It's open to the public Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Monday, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. We're off Mondays. Mm-hmm. I'm eight, off Mondays now. It's $8 for general admission, $7 for seniors, and $6 for students and military. Tim, I'm <gasps> using go. your student card. Let's go. Let's, let's do it. Let's get it. Okay, guys. Let's go. Um, I just found some stories of some people that were said to be vampires. Allegedly. So, allegedly vampires, which, I mean... I kind of believe, you know? I believe in everything paranormal. I believe I can fly. Okay. Ooh, that was... Oh. No, it was not. Shut up. Ooh, <laughs> my sexy girlfriend. <laughs> no, my album dropping soon is going to be called What's Up, Bitch? <laughs> What's up, bitch? Oh, Gotta take a shit. <laughs> what up, host? Anyway. Uh, the number one most memorable vampire that I read was Elizabeth Bathory. Do you know who Elizabeth Bathory is? Sorta. She was, yeah. what did she, I think? It says 1560 to 1604, so I don't know if that's her birthday or whatever, but whatever. She was a countess from Hungary who was born into one of the oldest, most powerful families in Transylvania. Elizabeth was educated, ran various estates, 
Um, but her husband was often away, leaving her in charge. She had 16 children. 16? My my vagina. Jesus. 16 children. Hell all no. while reportedly killing young women and bathing in their blood. Um, Elizabeth Bathory is attributed with torturing and murdering young servant and peasant women, most of whom went to her castle in hopes of a better life and employment. Elizabeth's tor- tortures including jamming needles under their fingernails, stabbing, biting areas of their body, burning hot irons or metals like coins uh, um, onto them, beating them, starving them, and more. She would reportedly bathe in her victim's bloods to keep her youthful features and prolong her life. The total body count of Elizabeth's victim comes to an estimated 175 to 200 women. Um, With a track record like Elizabeth's, it's no wonder she is referred to as a blood countess or Countess Dracula. So that was Elizabeth. What the hell? Bathory. I don't even know. It says Elizabeth Bathory and then children... 16. I don't know if that means she had 16 children, though. She did. Because I think either one of us was supposed to talk about talk about her in our uh, Femme Fatale episode. You're right. She did have 16 children. Okay. And I think I had the same reaction. My vagina. She well, did. My grandma. My vagina. The list of your children keeps going. It says more. Damn. Oh, oh right. God. Okay. So oh, 16 my children. God. I love that video. Okay, you all. Um, Next person I'm going to be talking about, his name is Peter Plagojowicz. I think that's that's how you say it. Anyway, so Peter Plagojowicz, I'm just going to call him Peter. I can't say his last name that many times. Um, So Peter happens to be one of the most well-known and best documented cases of vampire hysteria. Um, In 1725, the village of Kisolava in Serbia, a farmer by the name of Peter died, but he didn't stay dead. Three days after his death, Peter returned from the grave, appearing before his son and demanding food. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the whole dying thing makes you very hungry, it says. So his son fed him, but the next night when Peter returned asking for more food, the son refused him. So Peter left his boy but not after giving him a threatening look. The next morning, the son was found dead. Um, after a few days, nine more people from the village were found dead. Um, before their death, each of those villagers complained of exhaustion and appeared to have lost large amounts of blood. Um, if that wasn't suspicious enough, they also claimed to have dreamt of being visited by Peter. Um, greatly alarmed by this, these events, the parish priest wrote, to the local, how do you say, magistrate, who passed on the news to nearby commander of troops. So they sent um, someone to like open up Peter's grave and for Peter's corpse was perfectly preserved and his mouth was covered in blood when they opened up his grave, which is fucking weird. Um, After they discovered that, a stake was pounded into Peter's chest and then blood started gushing everywhere, which is weird because he was already dead. You know what I mean? It should have just been like gas, right? Yeah, or like air. I don't know. Usually they say this, um, this like stuff comes out of them. It's like a dark, gooey substance. substance, And they they say that's supposed to come out of them and that it looked like blood, but Mm -hmm. it wasn't blood. So after that, they still weren't like, they're still like, damn, this dude's a vampire. So after that, 
they burned his body and then um, moved on to other bodies. So they started to move on to <laughs> the people that Peter bit, like his victims. Um, so the peoples were that he bit or whatever were buried. Well, I don't even know he bit them. The people that just died mysteriously, um, they were buried with normal preservative measures, which included garlic that was placed on each corpse in the grave. So then there's also a story of this man named Arnold. It said, just like Peter, Arnold is a historical vampire whose name keeps appearing in the history books. Um, so Arnold was Serbian as well. And before his death, he claimed to have been bitten by a vampire. And um, after that, he said he was feeling cursed. And then after his death from a farming accident a short time later, people in the village began dying. And all fingers pointed to recently diseased, deceased Arnold. Uh, when the people dug up his body, they saw proof that he was indeed a vampire, supposedly. His hair was growing, his nails were longer, and he also had blood in his mouth. Um, it says something like from a modern Dracula movie. Um, and then again, the villagers drove a stake to his heart. But this time, they cut off his head and then uh. burned his body. So they took all freaking measures. They're like, holy shit. And this dude's a vampire... He ain't a vampire no more. Um, <laughs> and then it says, little that they know that four years later, 17 more deaths would occur, supposedly at the hands of a vampire. Maybe it was Arnold's victims coming back from the dead. Mm. So, because his victims weren't, they didn't have their heads cut off. Yeah, just him. Yeah. And I read through these pretty fast, but there's a lot of fucking a lot. stories of yeah. like people or like vampires. There's even um, communities, just, you know how, like, there's vampire communities? There's even, like, vampire hunter communities. Really? Yeah. Weird. They're, like, super top secret. But I found... What did you find? Signs that tell you if, if you're, you're a vampire. vampire. <gasps> Let's do it. Ready? Signs. Signs. You probably, you probably work the graveyard shift. Or start work at late hours. If not, don't you wish you did? Mm. You're seriously lacking that vitamin D, but you're not concerned about trying to fix that. You're trying to fix you're probably just allergic to vitamin D. <laughs> Why the fuck are people trying to wake you up so early? It's only three in the afternoon. Don't they sleep? <laughs> if you happen to be awake in the afternoon... You have to check yourself because you'll keep saying good morning until 6 p.m. rolls around. Roommates mm. are difficult because they all want you to be quiet when they're sleeping. Not to mention the fact that they were screaming while you were sleeping during the day. But whatever. <laughs> hey, I'm a vampire. You are. <laughs> and they always want you to receive UPS packages because you're there for most of the day. You keep explaining that you're asleep when they come, but no one ever listens. No one ever listens. <laughs> People think you're lazy for sleeping during the day, but that's just your operating hours. They're different. Everyone is different. You are not functional at all. Anytime before 1 p.m. <laughs> Which makes Same. interviews or going anywhere with regular business hours an impossible pain. 
You know all the 24-hour places in the area. You come alive at night. People think you're always tired and lazy, but they just haven't met you past 6 p.m. You're actually really fun and lively. Since you're always awake at night, you know all about the nightlife and different parties to go to. Hmm. You're the perfect guard dog. Guard dog? (laughs) Because you won't fall asleep on duty, so people in your house feel safe at night. I mean, you won't exactly chase down anything that goes bump in the night, but you'll tap someone awake and let them know. Your eyes seem to have adjusted to your nocturnal lifestyle. So when you walk out into the sun, you're blinded for a while. That's why you carry your handy dandy sunglasses. Notebook. Sunglass. Handy dandy notebook. (laughs) Handy dandy notebook. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. In fact, you've got millions pairs of shades. If you have a lot of sunglasses, you are a vampire. Hmm. The beach is your worst nightmare. <laughs> Me? I freaking hate it. The sunlight and heat instantly reminds your body that it's time to sleep and you absolutely hate it. Welcome to Texas. Uh-huh. For real. Yep. We have like the hottest summer this year. For real. Uh, you're pretty sure the mailman is afraid of you. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever you wake up to check the mail, you appear with squinty red eyes surrounded by dark circles and bed hair. You always snatch the mail and immediately shut the door and hide away in the sunlight and go back into your coffin. Are you just talking about me? (laughs) (laughs) So um, if, if you agree to any of these things, I'm pretty sure you're a vampire. I'm a vampire. Vampire. I'm not a vampire. I'm not a vampire, but I feel like one. Sometimes I'll sleep all day because I hate the sun. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'll be here all day. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. This is fun. Vampires are fun. They are fun. And Um, excuse me, yawning. I ate a pretzel before this, so I'm full. I was just remembering... So, have y'all read Salem's Lot and seen the original movie? No. Mm-mm. From Stephen King? They're remaking it next year. I think it's coming out next year. They are? They're remaking it. Yeah, it's, a, it's about vampires. <gasps> Ooh. Yeah, it's really good. You should read the book. Is it on, like, I can get it on Amazon? Yes. Because I'll get it right now. Yeah. What's it called? Salem's Lot. Salem's Lot. It's about vampires. I want to suck about your blood. Vampires. Yes, so if you have any experience... Oh, wait! Wait, Stephen King? Yeah, it's really good. That one? Mm-hmm. Yes. What would yes. say? Okay, so I was researching... I was doing my research for vampires, right? Mm-hmm. And you know how, like, everybody has their own FBI agent and they, like, throw you stuff. Ads. So I got an ad from Spotify that said... We now have your vampire rave playlist available to you now. <gasps> so I have my own vampire rave playlist that Spotify made me. What Isn't is that, that cool? See, I was just talking about this to Nick the other day. Like, our neighbors talk to him, but they don't talk to me. You guys always get, like, cool stuff like that on Spotify. And, mm-hmm. like, I don't get none of that. I even have my own upside down playlist. <laughs> that Spotify made me so Vecna ever tries to like come and kill me I can listen to any of these songs and I'll survive and one of them is uh, we don't talk about Bruno from Encanto oh, and that's because of the kids God, <laughs> my agent is slacking 
Yep. Spotify is fun. FBI ag- agent, get it together. Yeah. All right, what else is on here? King for a day. Duh. King for a day. They say that love is forever. I love that song. Mm-hmm. All right, what y'all. On here? There's a lot of shit on here. But anyways... If you run into a vampire, if you have any vampire stories, if you live next door to a vampire, and if you have to wear onions, or no, not onions, garlic at night because you're, you're afraid onions. of vampire. Oh, you're, you smell like onions. You smell like onions. <laughs> uh, email us at scarynotscarypodcast at gmail.com. Visit our website, scarynotscarypodcast.com. Make sure you follow us on all of our social medias. Go to Facebook. Join our Scary Not Scary VIP page. VIP. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> she said VIP. <laughs> Make sure you rate and review us on iTunes. If you listen to us on Spotify, please, please, please rate us on Spotify. That will get us into the charts. Yay. And we have a Patreon. We have we were actually talking about some ideas today about Patreon coming soon. Dun, dun, dun. It'll come very, very soon. We've been saying that for the past year. <laughs> well, now it's going to be for real because I don't have a job no more. So if you, you want, <laughs> if you want to shop our merch, go to scarynutscarypodcast.shop. Mm-hmm. And I believe that's it. That's it. That is all. We my are friends. done, my friends. Make sure you go and suck the blood <laughs> out of your enemies. <laughs> don't get caught we are not liable for anything Just and yeah. if I pronounce any of the vampires in New Orleans wrong please do not try to come and kill me we're sorry. I apologize we're just you know we're just aliens yeah <laughs> sorry my bad <laughs> sorry but I believe that's it until next yeah. time remember to always stay scared